Welcome back to Hug Your People. This is Kevin. Episode 44. It's been a while. Uh, today is June 11th, 2020, and um, my last episode was on April 3rd, 2020. So it's been a couple months. It's been a crazy couple months for, for us, as I'm sure it has you. And today uh, today's episode is just to catch you up. And uh, you can probably hear the chimes behind me, so I'm in my, my good old spot at MUSC here in Charleston. So uh, today's a catch-up day. We're going to talk about the pandemic. We're going to talk about the crazy world we live in and give you an update on Baxley and his fight in cancer. Welcome back to Hug Your People. All right, I had to move away from the chimes a little bit, but I, this is uh, it's good to be back in the old park. And uh, I thought about Hug Your People a lot, the podcast, and um, it just, uh, there was just a lot of going, a lot going on and I wasn't really sure what to say, I guess. And so being back here really makes me grateful, um, for where we are and, and what Bax is doing and his progress and everything. So, uh, first things first, I'll give you a quick update on Bax. He's getting a PET scan and MRI today. Um, this is our 63rd week, um, of treatment. And so he will, uh, they'll go in and they'll PET scan and MRI and that'll tell us kind of what the tumor's doing and um, if we're, we're still making progress and everything like that, it'll kind of tell us our next steps and all the fun stuff. Uh, as you can imagine for a parent, it's really nerve wracking because you want to have faith that what you're doing is working, but you never really know until you actually see, get in there and see. And uh, the PET scan is really the only way for us to do that. So um, we did have a little clarification with our insurance company about approving the scans and they finally approved it so we're good to go there um so thank you to blue cross blue shield of the carolinas for hearing us out and uh and working with us um so that's kind of where baxley is um right now we, we don't have any answers our 67 week treatment because of covid19 and a few other things has been pushed back it'll probably be more like 68 or 69 weeks um which is not a big deal to us. I mean, you've come this far, what's two weeks, right? Our goal is now to make sure that it's it's done, that we have cancer gone, uh, and that we can move forward with uh, any kind of prevention or therapy or treatment that we need to move forward with, but that the, uh, the threat is gone. So that's kind of where we are. You know, it's not, I wish I had, could say it's exciting, but it's really nerve wracking. You know, we're incredibly anxious today. You know, we've got about 40 more minutes on his, on his uh, MRI. And um, yeah, so it, it just, it's really nerve wracking as a parent because you don't want to go in there and, and hear bad news or news that's going to create more trouble for your kid. So we're optimistic, but we're cautious and we're trying to keep our mindset and our faith and everything going as much as we can. But uh, as I'm sure you can imagine, it's, it's not always easy. Um, so that's where Bax is. Uh, I'll, I'll do another one of these once we get the results of the scans back, obviously, and uh, and give you an update on that. Or you can jump over to the Hug Your People Facebook page, um, where there's always updated information there and uh, and sharing stories from our friends who are fighting cancer and our friends who are helping us with the wagons and everything like that. So, um, so going back to April 3rd was the last update that I really gave on this platform. So let's talk about what April and May were like and. Uh, they were pretty crazy for everybody, I think, but, you know, pretty crazy for uh, us, too. You know, um, COVID-19 really uh, changed the way we treat, we do treatment. You know, it really, uh, it changed how we, uh, how we have to process this stuff. And so 
we were always careful and Bax was always on, on some level of quarantine, but um, this brought another layer of concern on it. So I think in the last podcast, I had mentioned the, the things that we were doing, but um, Suzanne and I started alternating treatments. So I would come one Thursday and she would come the next, um, just from a, not only a safety issue, but just from a mental health issue or mental health stance, you know, it really allowed us to um, devote a little time to our work and to kind of get a sense of normalcy again. And so that was a real blessing that we were able to do that. Uh, today, obviously we're getting scanned, so we're all here because it's a big day, uh, it's a big deal. Um, so COVID-19 really, uh, it, it just, uh, you know, we of course we wear masks and um, all the stuff, but we don't touch anything. Our nurses were on high alert. There was, I think 900 layoffs at our hospital um, none of the pediatric cancer nurses that we know of were part of that layoff or furlough. And um, so it was just it was just a, a tense moment for everybody, not only from job security for our caregivers, but from, you know, are we going to see new faces when we go into treatment? Are they going to know Baxley and know um, how to access his port and what he what he likes and how, how his temperament is and things like that? So it was just uh, it added all these layers, but we navigated it and it was, it's no problem. And you know, we're still here. Bax had his COVID-19 test on Monday and it came out negative. So that's good. So the prevention that we did do was um, seemed to work. The real saving grace, I think, is that they opened the children's hospital so that we stopped coming to the main hospital for treatment and we were just going to the children's hospital. So obviously that reduces the, um, the flow of patients, the volume. And so uh, the the access, accessibility was really lower. So it really was a blessing that they got the children's hospital open in time for us to experience it. Um, I think everyone kind of paused and took alarm and took, uh, you know, did, did the things they were they were going to do. And uh, despite what opinion you have of it being overhyped or a, a hoax, um, uh, I can tell you it's not a hoax from what we've seen. You know, we've had people that we we know of that have had it and um, people in our community are getting it and still getting it. So uh, I don't think it's possible to even look at it anymore as a hoax. Um, was it overhyped? I have no idea. For our family, it was a serious deal for obvious reasons. And um, for your family, maybe it wasn't. And, and that's okay. You know, I think each family has to make their own choice. Um, but we just came way too close to it every week for us to not take it seriously and for us to not be careful with the people we care about. Um, so, so we did, and we navigated those waters, and uh, and it, it seemed to work fine because we just tested negative. So we'll just keep doing that over the next uh, four to eight weeks and, and see what we can get. You know, we're really optimistic that we'll hear the magic words. Um, I'm not saying those words because I'm superstitious a little bit, and I don't want to say them yet. I want to get these scan results back, and then we'll. We'll talk about it, but um, you know, so so it did it did play have an impact on us. Um, but we were kind of, when you think about it, you know, for the year prior, we were kind of living the COVID prevention life anyway. You know, Baxi's immune system was up and down, so he couldn't play with other kids. Uh, we weren't really going out that much. Um, really, the only thing that really changed was we started getting grocery delivery and grocery pickup instead of going to the grocery store. Because uh, Bax wasn't in school because with cancer, when you're treating cancer, uh, it's very difficult with your immune system to be in school. So life didn't really change for us on the home front too much. There were a couple minor shifts that we made, but not nothing really out of the ordinary. Um, Sue started working from home instead of going to the office. Um, her, her bosses were uh, kind enough to let her do that. So we set her up an office in our guest bedroom 
and uh, she's been doing that what, from what I see relatively effectively. Um, so that's been good. Um, recently, Miss Tracy has uh, come back to help us with with backs a little bit, um, just on a, a volunteer kind of basis uh, once in a while, and um, that kind of helps us with a little time. Uh, love her, love that she's able to do that and uh, and, and can do that. And I think, you know, as we move forward, we're just keep our guard up. You know, we're kind of at that at that phase. And here's what I want to talk about next is, is what happens next. You know, and so what what does happen next? And it's a big question mark. You know, we've got to get these scans back. Then we have one more round of scans. And the big thing that we're on the lookout for is once we stop coming to the hospital every week, uh, it kind of removes the safety net from us. We've had the hospital as a safety net every week. So if anything was going too terribly wrong, we were optimistic that we would get it early. Once we stop coming to the hospital every week, it, I don't know if it'll put pressure on us from where I sit today. Um, it's going to take some, some real intentionality to not be concerned sometimes, you know, um, or, you know, if Baxley sneezes or if he coughs or, you know, are we, how are we going to react to, to him just getting a cold or him getting his stomach hurting? You know, he's, he's five. So that happens, you know, we got, into this mess with his stomach hurting. And, um, and that, that was the indication that put us on the, on the helicopter. So how are we going to react to common kid things? Well, definitely it won't be the same as hopefully most of you would act or as we would have acted had we not been diagnosed. But, um, that's sort of a concern for us. How does, how does this move forward? I think the stat is like something like 20 or 30% of parents post treatment get PTSD from treating their kid with cancer. Um, and a lot of things attribute are, are, are contributors to that. Um, I think one of them is when you remove the safety net, it, it kind of can be um, debilitating and, and worrisome and it can create concern and it can uh, do a lot of things. So we got to be real careful of that is my point. And when we have time, the phenomena is and I coach my clients around this, you know, when we so every Thursday we've been coming to Charleston. Um, so when we free up time, you know, and this goes back to no matter what you're doing, if you're quitting drinking or smoking or stopping Facebook or, or you're, you're gonna, you know, stop doing something, uh, you've got to fill the time with something else. Otherwise you open yourself up to almost negative, negative behavior. So <clears throat> our challenge now, obviously Thursday is easy to fill because we'll have work. Um, but when we look at our concerns, you know, our, our times of concern, are we going to fill our free time with concern? Or are we going to fill our free time with um, positive things? So that's what we're being really intentional about. We don't have any answers. We're not feeling any of those things right now that I'm aware of uh, on the conscious level. I'm really good about keeping a tab on my subconscious mind too. Um, and so I have felt it from time to time where uh, I feel attention. I feel a, a, a pull um, and, and I kind of pause for a minute and I say, okay, where's this coming from? Is this coming, is this feeling based on fact or is this feeling based on all the what ifs and our what ifs are just way too great. That's why we need the scans. Because right now, if you ask me right now in this moment, uh, how are we doing? My answer is I have no idea. Um, here are the facts. Baxley's energy is high. His hair's growing back. He's happy. Uh, he's eating, uh, he's exploring, he's learning, uh, he's playing. And so that gives me good indication. Um, but I don't, I don't have any scientific proof as to what's going on inside until today when we see these scans. So, um, so that's kind of what we're, what we're, we're facing, um, in the next few months for this summer, you know, last summer it was moving to Florida 
to do proton and to do all that. And we did, I think it was around, around this time last year, we were starting to pack because I think at the end of June, we went down to Florida for seven and a half weeks. And, um, so this summer we're going to try to do it a little better. You know, now we're, um, getting on the water a little more with the blessing of our doctors and we're um, trying to make a little more positive memories for back. So, um, so that, that's, that's, I think all of that will help with our, uh, our observation of any PTSD that may come in or any depression or anxiety that may come in over the next few weeks for Susan and I, uh, I think the, the activities of keeping backs this summer, this summer as positive as possible will, will certainly help. And, in that we're not going to sit still. We're not going to stay inside. You know, we're going to go on the boat, go to the beach. Um, we're not going to be going to the pool for obviously our pool is closed. Um, but we, we will be doing things that will get him back. And obviously school has been a big question. And so as of today, right now, uh, based on what we know, um, he's going to be in school with the, the kids in kindergarten come in the fall. Um, assuming, you know, whatever the schools decide to do as far as opening up. So, uh, right now, he will start school on time, which is a real blessing, real relief for us, because um, we weren't we, we were more worried with beating cancer than we were him starting school on time, because I think kids learn, especially at five. You know, he's going to learn the things he needs to learn. It's not like he's going to um, it's going to mess up his adulthood if he misses a semester of school or a year of school. Even, you know, uh, obviously, we want him to start on time to be form the social bonds that he's going to form and um, and all that. But we're not. We're not committed to the fact that there's a time frame on when he starts. We're committed to beating cancer first. And, uh, but as of right now, it looks like we're going to be able to start school on time. So that's amazing news. Um, and hopefully it stays that way um, through the next few months. So it really has been just a, a, the reason I haven't done a podcast in two months is there's just been so much on my brain and I've really been kind of tempering what I want to talk about. And so I started the Big Life podcast, which is a whole different thing. I don't talk about um, backs too much at all. But it just talks about some of my feelings and how I feel about the, the way the world is in. And I'm, a lot of me is really sad for the, the state of the world and the things that we're talking about or things that we have to talk about, you know. Um, and a lot of me is really grateful that we're at this point of it being on the table for discussion and some action being done and some things being done to kind of give uh, my son in particular, Baxley, a, a little better world to live in, you know, where he can... Um, see people as people and not be influenced by um, peer pressure or outside opinions or anything like that. And I think it all comes down to the way Susan and I raise him first and foremost. And, you know, we, we, we rate, we're very much in, we're very much in the, uh, the, the diversity acceptance aspect of, of society, you know, and I think that's just, I mean, from our families diverse uh, from, you know, gay marriage to multiracial to, Everything you can imagine, that's our family. And, and so it, it, I think that that is just going to anchor Baxley in his, in his fight and it's anchored him in the way he views the world and, and the way he hopefully will continue to view the world uh, if he follows our, our guidance, you know, which I, I hope he will. Um, but it makes me really, uh, really sad for some, some, some of the discussions we're having. But I think when you look at what's the real secret of making this work, people in my generation, so people who are adults over the age of, you know, 18, 24, wherever you want to draw the line. Uh, it's kind of our responsibility to make sure that kids like Maxley have a chance to continue the progress and continue um, acceptance and continue love and continue 
um, doing the things they want to do despite the color of their skin or their sexual preference or their sexual orientation or whatever you want to call it. You know, it, it really it, it's our job to make sure that they have a fighting chance in a world that allows love or we can create a world that doesn't allow that and it restricts us and binds us and it judges us and it controls us. And I think some people see the, the protesting uh, as as a way of fighting the system, and it is, uh, but it's a system that's broken, in my opinion, when it comes to uh, race. You know, and I think everybody can agree to that on some level that there, there have been in our history injustices, there continues to be injustices. And one of the things that really I think we're, we're addressing is is that and on a different level you know suzanne and i have addressed injustices you know we we live in america or at least if you're listening to this you probably live in america based on the the numbers that i get you know and when we live in america we live in a profit-based healthcare system so we see people every day who are making health decisions based on money um, health decisions for their kids based on money um, can i afford chemo uh, or can I afford this? Do, how many grants do I have to get? How many donations do I need? How many, um, you know, can I afford lunch? Because it's not just chemo. It's you, most people have, we have to drive two hours each way and pay for parking and um, either bring lunch or pay for lunch. And, um, and it really, it, it starts to add up, you know? I, I, I mean, if you think about it, you know, every time we come to Charleston, it's 12 bucks in parking, you know? Um, and then you add on, if you eat something at the hospital, you know, it's, it's not cheap. You know, a salad's like 12 bucks too. So it, um, all those things can add up. And that's, the, and then you throw the medicine on top of that, you know, and we're getting, uh, the bills for the medicine are just uh, semi absurd, but that's the system we live in, you know? So when Suzanne and I have to fight for scans to be approved or fight for prescriptions to be approved or something like that. That's one more thing that we have to do, and that's part of our system. So I, I'm hoping that we'll start to address some of these things for people who are in need of a little reprieve. You know, um, should a parent have to fight an insurance company when it comes to their kid living or dying? Um, I don't think they should. I don't think they should. I don't know how quick or if, how feasible it is to change that, but I just when you say it out loud, it just doesn't seem like that's something that a parent should have to do. So. Um, I feel like I'm talking on a tangent, but it's been so long since I talked to the Hug Your People podcast. Um, so, so I think that that's kind of those are kind of things that are up ahead of us, you know. In addition to COVID-19, in addition to the uh, sort of the unrest in society uh, around some pretty serious issues and some hopefully changing and evolving issues, uh, and you know, fighting for healthcare for my son and watching our friends. Uh, fight for their health care, you know, it can, it can become overwhelming. And I think that's probably why I took a little time off from Hug Your People, because initially it was, let me talk about it because that'll help me understand it. Uh, and it'll help me a little more. And now that I do understand it, um, it's more important for me really to process when I feel overwhelmed or feel like, you know, I don't know what to say. It's important for me not to have pressure to say something just because for me to really say something when it's time. So, um, so that's why the rambling today. But I hope you got a little insight from it. I hope you got a little understanding. Maybe you it sparked a little thought in your mind. Maybe it sparked a question that you need to ask me. And I'm happy to answer those questions. You can get on Facebook at Hug Your People, ask to join the group and jump in. Or you can email me, kevin at kevinhoover.org. Happy to answer any questions. 
or uh, continue a discussion if you need it. And um, I think we all, you know, it's cliche to say we're all in this together because um, some of us aren't in this together and we're not all in the same boat. We're all in the same ocean in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. And so um, it really comes down to exactly why this podcast and why the group and why Baxley's Wagons and why we've been vocal and why we've been fighting so hard and why we are silent sometimes. And it comes, the, the whole baseline, the foundation of all of that is hug your people. You know, you have someone in this world that loves you. You have someone that you love and we need to make sure that we take time out to tell them. And that's, it's kind of how we navigate these, these, these times. So with that, I want to leave you with one, one more message and sentiment and we have to operate in this world where we're not trying to be right we're trying to do right you know when Baxley got cancer my wife and I committed very early that we weren't trying to prove someone wrong we're trying to beat cancer and um, we have to make decisions based on what we feel and we have to speak up based on what we feel we have to take all the information in and make a choice for our son. And so it's not about being right. It's about doing right. And I think we need to adopt that as we go into this world. There it is, episode 44. Uh, I know it was a little rambling and a lot to cover and a lot on my mind, a lot on my heart. And I don't know if I said any of it right. Um, but I said what I said, and um, so on some level I stand behind it. Uh, I think our our world is hopefully improving, hopefully getting more understanding, hopefully getting more love, hopefully getting a lot more peace. Um, and so remember that as you go into the world, remember that this world needs a lot less people trying to be right and a lot more people trying to do right. And um, be open to that, be open to that. Stand firm in your values, but be open to opinion. This is Kevin, episode 44. Remember, hug your people.